I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are making an intentional choice to not just make Easter a one-day celebration that's mostly about a fancy dress and chocolate-filled bunnies, but to make it about knowing the one we are celebrating that day, Jesus. Over the next seven weeks, we will slow down the final days of Jesus' life. We will take a peek into each of these moments so that we can know Him better. I want to teach you some common Lent practices, Bible study, fasting, Lent candles, repentance, and prayer. I will guide you through implementing each of these. Help me spread the message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know all of us struggle with how to really focus on Jesus during Easter. And it's crazy because this should be the holiday we go all in for. But I get it, we've never been shown how. My friend, that all changes with this study. We are going to do this together. This Lent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. I would love for you to join our community as we are growing even more in God's Word. And I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This will be automatically applied when you sign up today. This spring, we are studying the book of James, which is the perfect complement to this final day's Lent study, because it was one of the very first letters written to the first followers of Jesus. So as you are studying the final days of Jesus' life, you will see how the first followers lived it out. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. All right, let's get started with today's session. Talents and Enoughness If you haven't already, spend some time in prayer. Praise God. Repent of sins. Ask for others in yourself. Yield to God, then wait and listen. It happens nearly every time I sit across from a new client or talk with a woman after I speak somewhere. She says, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I feel like I have nothing to offer. I'm not enough. That's the summary, of course, but the message is consistent. Their eyes tell me they believe they offer little value to this world. They feel they are not enough. Enough. It's a hard word to define, let alone believe about ourselves. It doesn't matter how many self-help books we absorb, the struggle to believe we are enough. We struggle to believe we are enough. Question. Do you struggle to believe you are enough? Their contribution to the world or your world is not enough. Today, let's bring all our insecurities, our courage, our dreams to Him. Let's trust that His plans are more than we could think or imagine, Isaiah 55, 8-9. Let's see what God has to say about who we are and what we have to offer this world we live in. Prompt, read Matthew 25, 14-30 and make notes of what occurs below. Matthew 25, verses 14-30 Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. 
His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you had not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so when I returned would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For wh- whoever has for whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I'm not much of a math girl, but there's great value in seeing some equations written out. Now, you are an audio listener, so you're not going to be able to do this, but can I challenge you to try to find a way to do this? I want you to go back and read this story. Again, and this is in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. It is the parable of the talents um, or the parable of the get bags of gold, depending on how your um, Bible references it. Um, and I have in the written Bible or Bible study, the, the printed version of this, it's just a basic chart. <laughs> like when you were in school, just a basic, like Excel spreadsheet chart. Um, the first column is started with, and it has five, two, and one. So it's those bags of gold or talents that they started with. The next column is what was the action taken? What did each of those five, two, and one, what did they each do with it? The next column is what did they earn? So the five earned what? The two earned what? The one earned what? Then what was their total? What were they able to give back to the master? And then what did the master say? Um, They were faithful over what? Faithful over much? Faithful over little? Faithful over none? Um, And then what were they set over? Um, So I want you to see um, each person's total and then what was spoken over them with her totals. Okay, now I'm going to continue. This isn't a rich, get richer story. This is a God's faithful, get richer story. I say this with caution because it is no, because in no way do I believe that wealth is a blessing from God. Living in America and having some worldview perspective, I think we can all agree that the monetarily rich aren't the most blessed. Life is easier in some regards when money isn't a stress. I know this firsthand. Being able to pay your bills on time is a huge relief. The beep that chip card readers still cause that, I'm sorry, the beep that chip card readers do, that still causes my heart to beep faster because I remember a beep sound signaling that my card was declined just a few decades ago. There's a feeling of relief when finances aren't an issue. 
However, that isn't what this story is really about. Question, what do you think this story is really about? Our talents, not just our finances, are the things God has entrusted to us. Our unique giftings, our spiritual gifts, our roles, our responsibilities, our people, etc. Prompt, list your talents. Prompt, which person do you connect with most in this parable? Why? I don't know what you feel like you are supposed to do with your life, or if you even know yet. I know many of us feel like 1 billion other people are already doing some variation of what we are doing or want to do, and what we have to offer would be so lame in comparison or just another noise in the crowd. I struggle most in looking at the starting numbers 5, 2, and 1. I so often feel like I'm the person with just one think there is no way I could make something of what I am holding. Question, look at your chart. What was the action the person with just one took? How do you do the same? Question, why do you think they hid? Question, why do you hide? They lost everything and received the scorn of the master all because they hid. It wasn't like they had just a short time to do it. Verse 19 says that the master returned after a long time. In contrast, the person who had five entrusted with much, the person who had two entrusted with little, were both given the same response from the master. I will set you over much. The starting numbers no no longer mattered, but their faithfulness mattered much. Fear and faith are constant battle. There's one passage I turn to every time I get scared. I'm pretty sure it's been in every study I've written and will be a part of every of anything I'm part of because its truth is simple and powerful. The Israelites of those poor the Israelites <laughs> oh those poor Israelites. We see it coming for them every time, but forget how often we are just like them. So grateful the Lord doesn't give up on them, even if they have to learn his love the very hard way. They had finally escaped slavery on their way to freedom until this moment. In front of them, a sea and behind them, Pharaoh's army coming to take them back into slavery. It didn't look good. They'd been whining and asking, why? It would be so annoying to read this, except for we totally get it. We do it too. Prompt, read Exodus 14, 13 through 14 and write out what we should do and what the Lord will do. Exodus 14, verses 13 through 14. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord that the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. God's got this, my friend. Whatever your dreams are or gifts are or talents you bring, he can use it. On your own, you're right. You are not enough, but he is. Your God is more than enough. As we wrap up today, I want you to consider what should you do? How can you apply what you have heard today? James 1.22 And who should you tell? What is something you can share about today? And who should you share it with? 
My prayer for you is that you would feel like you know Jesus more as we work our way through his final days. His story is the reason we celebrate on Easter Sunday because it's the thing that has totally changed our lives. I so hope this was encouraging to you. If it was, it would be so helpful if you would leave a review for this show. If it wasn't, well, you don't have to leave a review. Finally, please share this with your friends. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free and super easy to do Lent study. And when you share about it on social media, be sure to use hashtag hearers and doers podcast and tag me at Becky Kaiser. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at onlinewomensbiblestudy.com. I'll see you tomorrow with another final day's episode.